Welcome to the Sovereign Mastery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of the various themes surrounding personal sovereignty, growth, and empowerment. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Christine Michelle, and as always, I'm joined by Elaine Ziener. Elaine, my gosh, it's been a minute. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too. We've taken a hiatus, I believe, since May. <laughs> God only knows. But, but a lot's we're... transpired. Oh, has it ever? But we're back and uh yeah, ready to rock and roll this thing uh more frequently, more regularly. Yes. So we um what well, I guess what ignited us to start the podcast this week of all weeks is because there's a, it's a very auspicious time in the sky. We are coming up on the new moon in Capricorn. It's the first new moon of the year. And because it's the first new moon of the year, um, it sets our intentions for the entire year based on where it's located. You're in Toronto. I'm in New York. We basically have it located in the same place. Um, and Capricorn is interesting because when it's in Capricorn, it represents the father. It represents responsibility, thinking about future security, our success, our recognition, and dealing with authority figures. You know, we don't really get political, you and I, Chris, but as far as what happened this week in the Capitol, there's a lot of energy around the authority figures of this country, but also. Uh, you might find that there's a lot of energy around authority figures in our own homes and around things that we are seeing in our uh, regular everyday lives. And it's about releasing control. So we're looking at a time right now where we're kind of prepping for a future, for the future and leaving behind old archaic ways of thinking and fears around that. So the new moon in Capricorn is asking us to think about that, you know, keeping commitments on the macro and micro. And this is affecting everybody. So, yeah. you know, how would you think in terms of that? Because it, it, it's a wonderful new moon, but it also represents a lot of change and breaking apart old structures mm -hmm. and looking forward to, well, how do you want to manifest the rest of the year? How do you want to manifest the rest of our lives? Right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, for me, the, the things that I, I've been, I think we've all been feeling. <laughs> this is going to be the understatement of the century. There's a lot of tensions that we've all been feeling. Internal tensions between our old stories and the new shifts that we want to make. Our authority, our inner authority, our outer authorities, how we are responsible to ourselves. So, you know, when you were talking about this whole Capricornian energy and this sort of father figure authority, it's like right now we're shifting and we've had this whole year of intense pressure. Like we have really been put under a lot of pressure. And as a result of that, there are things that are breaking loose and there are things that are coalescing. And what I see for this new moon is an opportunity now to really become clear, to become a little bit more um, willing to state sort of for the record, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm letting go. And here are some of the behaviors and the thinking patterns and the old beliefs and the old programming that I choose, actively choose to let go. And here are the things that I want to keep. And here are the things that I want to bring in for myself. 
So I think it's right. an incredibly robust time to make intentions around this this period of time. But it's also, you know, there, there it, it's not an easy time because we're going to have still that same intensity that we've been feeling month after month after month through 2020. It's still a little bit there, but now is the opportunity to actually set it free, let it loose and start to do something with it. Yes, it's very interesting because we have a lot of uh, the the new moon being in Capricorn. The ruler of that moon is Saturn. And Saturn is about these structures, but Saturn has moved into Aquarius, which is a future-minded sign. So it's interesting how that, I mean, you can't make this up. I mean, you just push behind the things that were old structures and paradigms. And it's asking us to do structure. It's not saying that everybody should, you know, have helter skelter and people running around, you know, just doing whatever they want. But it's saying you can do structure, but being future minded and open to a new paradigm. And there's a lot of fear of having Mm -hmm. less than sometimes with Capricorn. Um, But the idea is that there should not be, if you can, do not fear finding new ways of being. You know, we all at this point in our lives with everything that was going on with 2020, although in 2020, there were many, there was a lot of sadness. We talked about a lot of people in our circles that had a lot of loss, ourselves included. Mm -hmm. Um, And we feel anxious about what is going to come. You and I talked about our anxiousness about it, but there are two forms of being anxious. You can have anxiety and anticipation of embarrassment, failure, or demise. Or it can literally be shifted into anticipation of joy, success, and recognition. And the slight shift, although it's on an atomic level, is which way would you choose? Um, Some people also on a physical level with Capricorn, um, sometimes they feel arthritic or their bones are aching or, you know, they have this fear of moving forward and their knees start to reflect Mm -hmm. that as well. And I know you're, you're into the, um, you know, into holistic as well, that, that in your practice and with your clients, you deal with holistic and how the knees are affected by things like this, by moving forward and also doing so with integrity, right? Right. Because we're talking about the structures of the body and the structures of our life and where this is falling for, for, for many of us, at least in uh, the East coast of North America, you know, is falling in this, this fourth house of, of family, but it's structures. So it's, it's not just literal family, but it's also our collective. And with the, you know, the arthritic that, that is sort of a holding back, there's a tension, there's a lack of fluidity. And this is, I think, what this new Aquarius energy is trying to invite into for us is trying to really bring us in to say, no, you can be more fluid. You know, we're in an air sign. It's going to flow more. But we still have that legacy piece of some of those planets still in Capricorn that are kind of holding us down. And so, yeah, this is this is a time where it's we're wriggling out of things but we're still feeling a bit locked in. And it, like I said, it's, it's just, there's, there's a sense of intensity and pressure right now. But like you said, this anxiety piece that we're feeling, if we welcome it, if we embrace it and say, okay, I am breaking free. I understand 
why I'm feeling this because I'm really pulling from essentially one element of heavy earth to this light and open air element. And I'm going to define myself through that. This is exciting. It's a bit scary, but it's exciting. And I'm just going to go with it. So the theme of surrender is also coming into play here. You yes, know, of absolutely. surrendering to this process. Absolutely. And, and once surrendering, then old paradigms can be left behind. And it's interesting that the symbol for the degree that this Capricorn moon is on, which is 2313, but it, it, it goes to 24, um, is a woman entering a convent. <laughs> so it, sometimes the symbol represents the another theme that's going on with this new moon. Um, you know, and, and uh, although it can show the desire to get work done, you know, it's a time for inner enrichment and growth. Yes. It's a time to kind of move back and take a breath and take that inhale before you finally take that exhale and said, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Um, so it's to refresh and be rested in order to get going again. Yeah. And you were talking about before about how the sun and Pluto, which is about power, no power. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because you were talking about the sun um, Pluto being conjunct at this time too. And then <laughs> yeah. Pluto and Saturn, which um, Pluto is in an earth. I'm going to stick to my guns and be powerful versus Saturn's in Aquarius. It's like, I oh, know I'm going into the future, but with structure. So yeah. do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Because that was very interesting that you brought that up. Well, I was just noticing this. I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. The new moon, which, you know, is when the sun and the moon are conjunct, which means that they're together at the same degree. And lo and behold, smack right next to that is Pluto. And so I thought, Oh, well, we know that Pluto um, is all about transformation, but you know, on its <laughs> on its darker side, Pluto can be a little obsessive. It can be a lot about power and power in a good way, power in a bad way, depending. But with this, with this guy stuck to this new moon, it's there's going to be, a, I think, my my interpretation, my feeling is that there's going to be this sort of slight potential to be a little bit more obsessive than normal. And that could be in relationship, it could be in work, it could be in just um even some of our, let's say, our shadow parts that are almost our addicted shadow parts. And I don't mean that necessarily in a substance abuse kind of way, but there are patterns that we're addicted to. And whether it's our programming or our belief system, there are things that we do as coping mechanisms or just in terms of how we've I don't know, that we've been raised, right? That we're just comfortable with these stories. So I have a feeling that we're going to see this sort of bubble up a little bit this week. And then moving on, it could also be still, because we're talking about this as a theme for the year as well, that this might still be a little bit of a nuanced theme that we're going to have to to look at. So this is something that from a shadow work standpoint, I would say, is to pay attention to that. If we see uh, ourselves find ourselves ruminating on the same kind of storylines or beliefs, and usually these are not the healthiest ones. I wish I could say that it was the healthy stuff, but it's not. <laughs> it's typically the dark shadow stuff. So if that is coming up, it's coming up to be healed, to be transformed, transmuted, and released. So I think that's an opportunity, but it's just something that I think we need to be aware of because sometimes we like to. Um, we don't even see it for what it is, right? We ignore that part or we just say, well, that's just who I am or that's just what I do. So 
this is an area you may want to just, you know, the new moon is not an illuminated time. It's brand new. But with the sun and the moon conjunct, this is when your ego nature and your emotional nature are coming together. And with Pluto there, there's an opportunity for massive transformation this year. Yes. If you're able to, if you're able to navigate it, but after everything that everybody's gone through, sometimes they look behind and they're like, well, I went through that already. This is easy. I could deal with this. But, but when you were talking about the common themes of the father, I've had three clients who either had a parent pass this week Mm. or the parent is about to pass. And there's something around the gift of the father being handed down to his children. And it's not just on the macro where, you know, with the government, there's certain stepping down and and new blood coming in to um, say, okay, you know, whatever the mistakes were in the past, we're hopefully going to go forward and, and switch it out. But also in our daily lives, I wonder how many people are going through parents um, coming up and bringing out all either the dirt of the family or their blessings onto the family, reminiscing about the past in order for us to witness it. Because when someone goes through that passing and transitioning from this dimension to the fourth dimension where you know the disincarnates are, there's always a blessing or some kind of uh, words that they have to say to give to the child so that the child, even if the child's 50, 60, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, can now feel blessed. Where if all their lives they didn't receive that, it's the time now for them to look at what they've gleaned from their parents and say, you know what? That was truth. I'm going to learn from their history and I'm going to move forward and be the best that I can be. And that seems to be some of the things that are going on right now. Mm. It's the, it's the leaving, uh, the passing of the baton. Yeah, so to speak. the word that came up as you were speaking to me was legacy, and I think that's something that we mm-hmm. all maybe want to start thinking about, and not in a sense of um, you know bequeathments or anything like that, but really and truly, what legacy do we want to leave? And I think we're being invited now to really consider that, and then start making that happen yes and and with the collective exactly yeah with the population you know you have a motherland fatherland thing going on here because you know it's interesting when you and i were looking at the chart um the planet uranus is a very slow moving planet and right now it's conjunct taurus for a while and the last time it was conjunct taurus was during world war ii and i find that a lot of our leaders are bringing up Um, themes around that, around the people that led very poorly, who started World War II, where there were issues of power, no power, taking over, you know, different countries. And um, you had Mussolini, you had all these leaders that people during the time when they were most feeling down and World War I had literally broken them, said, no, we're we're going to follow this leader and we're going to go forward because he must know exactly where we need to go. And it caused mayhem. So in this, we're not, we have a time convergence. There's a timeline convergence. You feel that where it's almost like what's going on now sometimes is bringing in flavors from what went on back then when Uranus was in Taurus during the depression mm-hmm. and world war two. Right. So the idea is how are we going to be free 
of these kind of authority figures who are capitalizing on our demise and rather say, we want to be sovereign. We want to move forward and really know and get really deep into what our soul desire is so that we don't make the same mistakes from the past and we can develop a new way of being. So I, I, I find that to be very interesting. I think that you're right. I think what I feel is that there's almost a, a maturation that's happening in the collective, you know, where I think we blindly followed leaders in the past. I think that's obviously becoming more called into question. And I think, again, speaking on that line of the tensions that we've been feeling, the dynamic tension, it's between our personal um, beliefs and values, but also what's best for humanity. And I think this is coming up more and more. So we're at a growing up point and we're looking at things maybe in a little bit of a And when we have a global pandemic, it's forcing us to think globally as well. This isn't just something that's happening in an isolated corner of the world. This is happening all over. So I think with all of these things happening now, we're really, we are being asked to step up, we're asked to be, I think we're asked to be more responsible for ourselves, but also thinking about the collective. Yes. And and I think um, this time of being indoors and thinking in terms of what resonates with me, what resonates with us, what doesn't resonate with us is empowering. If you could see it in that way, where now you are no longer a victim. Because there was a lot of themes around victimization versus, you know, oh, um, this person did this to me. This and in this situation, there was a what was the word? Everybody needed to become more resourceful and figure out how they're going to move forward. And it kind of exercised a, a muscle within their being that they became much more fortified. So I think that also assisted with it. I'm not saying that COVID was a good thing, not at all. But I do think that in every situation that occurs, there's always some kind of lesson that's gleaned so that it moves forward to a different way of being. And and there's like this mindfulness versus procrastination also. It's this idea where you had a chance to be inside and think in terms of who your family is, what you find that's most precious to you. And put everything to the side to assist someone who was sick, someone who needed food, someone, um, you know, just to assist people in, in general. And there is no time now to procrastinate because the time is of the essence to move forward and start dreaming and manifesting what you want. Absolutely. And the stars, the stars are bolstering <laughs> that, right? Yeah. You have all these planets, like. Oh, we, they, I mean, these planets have been dancing on our heads for, for the better part of a year now. So, you know, we got to use it. We got to leverage what, what what's happening because this is the invitation that we've been given. And exactly that. So, you know, playing off that and the theme that we were just talking about in terms of legacy and really this new level of accountability for ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about how to set intentions. And I don't want to make this into sort of, um, you know, kind of a basic or a ritual thing. I just want to talk about really um, what would be some of the guiding 
elements that you would invite people to do in terms of setting an, you know, an intention for the year? And how would you, um, how would you guide people on that? Well, I would ask them first to talk about their fears and the things that no longer are useful for that person, the themes, um, situations that they've gone through with people that they've grown from and they decide, okay, I no longer want this. I would ask them to write it down on a piece of paper and write down everything that no longer aligns with their true self in this now moment going into the future. So I no longer am a victim. I am no longer feeling sorry, sorry for myself. All these things that they want to manifest. I no longer believe that I am destitute. And on the other sheet of paper, on another sheet of paper, I would ask them to write what they want to manifest in their lives. But they have to manifest as if it's happening now. So they would have to write, I am strong. I am prosperous. I am loved. All the things that they want to create. The the paper that they have that they want to never have to go through again, they burn. They burn it up and they say, I, I give it to universe and I no longer am aligned with this truth. And then the one that they have that they want to manifest, all they need to do is just speak it out into the ether. And it is so at the end, say, may all this be for my best and highest good in the best and highest way with divine timing. And that's how you manifest. You connect your mind that you're reading to the heart that you're intending and believing. And those two connections with the vibration of the voice create the situation so that it's so. And I've seen it work every single time. Mm. And being that we're also ridding ourselves of old archaic thoughts with Capricorn Moon, the cl- the the key is to not doubt what you're doing in in this in this manifestation process. Sort of like in the past, I never believed in this. I only believed in the things that I see, in the things that I touch, in the things that I can can hear. This manifestation is wow. This is vibratory. I mean, Aquarius, we're going, we are in the age of Aquarius. We are sloughing off all the Capricorn energy that we went through over COVID. We have some many slow moving outer planets that were all in this Capricorn structured <laughs> uh, sign. So now what we're doing is saying, okay, this is about frequency. It's about vibration, the vibration of my voice and what I'm stating is what actually is going to move matter in a quantum way and create my reality. And this is amazing energy right now. Yeah. So I think that that's a great way to move forward. I think so too. I think it's really great. And the coach in me (laughs) is going to jump in there and talk about accountability because a lot of times people say, Oh, you know, manifest I've tried that, but it doesn't really work. And you know, they, 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 they just, you know, they, they, they kind of shrug it off or they say, well, it didn't, didn't happen for me. This is a, you know, anybody who knows me has heard this a thousand times. You have to do the work. So the point is, is that in stating these intentions in doing, as you've outlined, Lainey, is it, you know, exactly that you, you, you are actively releasing and you're actively inviting things in, but then you actually have to make this a practice. 
And it's not, you don't have to make work of it, but you have to make practice of it and you have to be accountable so that when you're doing this work, you're reminding yourself. So if you are wanting to bring in prosperity, for example, you have to look at your behaviors and your patterns. You have to be able to say, okay, am I always open? Do I have an attitude of receptivity or do I have an attitude of scarcity, of closedness and not want, you know, or not believing in my own worth to receive this? So you have to start actively looking at the subtext under a lot of this. This is a lot of the work that I do with my clients, you know, whether we're doing shadow work or just in, in, in our coaching is to really kind of start to excavate through that. Because a lot of times people say, well, my life, you know, I can't get the life that I want. And you can, but you got to actually start working on it too. It's not a passive process. And I think sometimes it's too lightly painted over as, you know, fix it and forget it. You just have to say it and it's yours. Like, well, yes. And you also have to really be mindful of where your frequency is at and what are you signaling to the world, to the universe? Correct. And, and also, um, you know, when I do my belief work, you know, pulling beliefs that people have that might've started from generations ago, you know, for instance, if some, if you had a great, 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 great grandfather who had a heartache from some kind of breakup or somebody leaving them, that's actually in the DNA, scientifically proved that that belief system is actually transferred down through the DNA. And then we start talking about how the male members of the family have heart mm-hmm. conditions, whatever that is. So if you can pull the narrative out, which which we can do with belief work as well, which I do in my practice, the idea is to break apart false narratives that you were given when you were growing up in the family. For instance, from zero to six years old, we're still connected to our true soul path. And as we learn language and hear what our parents are saying and start to um, understand what those words mean, you know, child might hear money doesn't grow on trees or work is hard. And then they absorb that. And then they, that becomes their mantra as they move forward in life. Like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Work is hard. My God, I can't manifest by just (laughs) talking about it. The idea is to go back and say, well, what was this family narrative? So prior to doing this um, uh, work with writing down what you want to get rid of, do some internal, like you said, do some internal um, voyage and say, well, where did this start from? And am I really, really resonating with those messages I received from my mother or father stating work is hard. You know, what did my true self truly believe back then? And sometimes when you go into meditation, if you can, you might see some, some visions of what is the true alignment with yourself. So just recognize what the difference is between what they had told you and what you heard from society, from commercials, (laughs) from TV. I don't even get me started with the media. you know, constantly flashing, you know, um, these drugs that you have to take, you have to take this for this, this, it's already hypnotizing society into believing that they're sick. We are one of the few countries, by the way, that have commercials for drugs. I know, because we don't have that. Because it it keeps them, (laughs) I'm not even going to get started down this rabbit hole, but it is about 
your belief system. It's a mantra that's kind of kind of hypnotizing you into believing that I'm asking you to go down a different rabbit hole. What if you can go back and restate that mantra into I am prosperous. Money money is abundant. I take hikes in the woods four times a week and I see that the woods seem to be able to support mm-hmm. itself. The leaves die, they come back and it's abundant again. That's exactly how we are, but we don't think we are. So there's something around manifesting another reality for exactly. ourselves. And, 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 you know, that's the thing, right? It's like, it, it's, it's an active um, process and, you know, transmuting old beliefs into something new, into something that's actually beneficial is a process in and of itself, but it's so worthwhile just to even just pay attention. I mean, this is the starting point for all of it. It's just awareness, pay attention. When you're stating your your intentions and you're doing your manifestation work, just take a minute to be quiet and see what pops up in the background. Because there's always going to be another voice in the background. So if you could be like, I am so lovable and I'm going to receive love. What comes up in behind that? Because sometimes you might hear a parent's voice. Well, not if you look like that. Not if you do this. Not if you don't behave yourself, there's always right. that little whisper of that sub, you know, there's like a substream, and that's the undermining part that we have to address. And then on top of that, if we're talking about receptivity, these, this is the stuff that you and I obviously, when we were working with our clients, this is the, the type of work that we do. But it, it, you know, here I just want to give some tips to say that, you know, is 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 paying attention to that and then taking a minute to say, okay, whose voice was that? And is that true? Ask yourself always, if you're hearing a belief that is conflicting with what you want, ask yourself first and foremost, who is that voice? Who's that coming from? And is it true? Is it true for me now? Is it true for me in this moment? And even doing that, we'll just be able to start the process of stopping that block to getting what you want or to, to, to living the life that you want. And then in other times, it's going to take active work. You actually have to do stuff. You know, prosperity is not just going to fall into your lap if you're not willing necessarily to put steps forward to make it happen. So there's a little bit of an onus on us. And, and again, coming back to our original theme of what we were talking about with this new moon is that there is still an accountability, a responsibility. And to be sovereign in this lifetime, to be sovereign at this point in time, really means that we must hold ourselves also accountable. We cannot be victims. We have to be active. I love the term warrior because it does not mean that you are going to war for something, but it does mean that you are standing up and taking agency for yourself and for something higher than yourself. And so I always liken it to that, that there has to be an inner strength and inner accountability and responsibility. Correct. I agree with that. You know, and right now in the sky, there aren't, there isn't too much fire. The only fire is, is when we conquer any of our um, weaknesses that we think we have. Because Chiron, as we spoke about in our last podcast, is an Aries. But it's it's about conquering um, any weaknesses we perceive to have, our inability to protect ourselves from those who try to put us Mm -hmm. down in any way. 
and igniting our fire to move forward and saying, no, we have all the strength, all the resources that we need within ourselves to move forward. So on this uh, Capricorn moon, I would also suggest that it would be kind of, it would be nourishing if you go back to any members of your family and ask them if there's anything they want to say. Is there anything that they're going through as well? Having a dialogue with them. Because there's pearls of wisdom in a family unit. Everybody will have something to say that will contribute in order to catapult us into this future-minded Aquarian age. And I'm looking forward to doing the ceremony and burning burning some stuff and manifesting things too. Um, it's exact on January 13th at 12.01 a.m. in New York. So at that point, I think there's a shadow part. Um, I think you have a day or two to do this and, and think in terms of what you're manifesting for this entire year yeah. with this new moon. It's going to set the theme, to set the exactly. tone for it. And I think that this is finally a take flight year. And we've had, you know, 2020 was was not it, <laughs> to say the least. But, you know, I think that this is the year where we can start to take flight and start to make the moves that we're finally ready to make. And so it's very optimistic. So yeah. even though there's still some murky stuff to deal with, it, it you know, it, it it's really good. It's really positive. Yeah. As a, as a side note, I've had in my backyard three homes that were being imploded. <laughs> and the homes, like every two minutes a month ago, was like, boom, like a horn and boom. And they're all like falling down to the ground yeah. and being rebuilt. And I feel that that's what's happening right now because, you know, Capricorn being Earth, you go into the Aquarian age, it's not going to be like, oh, we're all future oriented. No, they're going to be structures that are mm -hmm. going to be imploded, old structures. It's going to be, you know, a lot of work, but worth it because once it's done and the work is done, then we start moving towards new ways of being. But the Earth piece also, they say, because it's Earth that possibly this year there might be earthquakes, volcanoes, but it's the restructuring of not only ourselves, but Gaia and the mm -hmm. earth itself to replenish itself as well. But, you know, I found it interesting. I was like, we're in the middle of COVID. <laughs> why are they, why are they imploding? I'm trying to just do what I need to do, but it was for the betterment of the structure of these buildings. And they're beautiful now. I see them being built and saw going. And But it, in the end, the outcome will be a brand new foundation, a stronger foundation, beautiful walls holding up this building, a, a new roof that'll protect these buildings. And that's the way I see humanity yeah, at this and, point. And, and on an individual standpoint, too, it's like you're going through your own internal renovation at this point. And this is exactly it. There's always anxiety. There's always um, fear and nervousness before when, when we're kind of redoing something. If we're taking things down and we're rebuilding, there's always moments of anxiety. But 
once, like you said, once we start to see the new structures coming into place and suddenly you're looking at it going, wow, okay, this is what I've always really wanted. So if we think about that in terms of our own selves, we have full license to change our lives. We have full license to change who we are, who we've been told we are. And this is the fun, scary, exciting aspect of this year. And I think that's exactly where, you know, we, we have to have that feeling of hope and we have to have that feeling of excitement and optimism that it's all for the best we are this is this is moving us where we need to be and trust and this is again trust in the vision you have for yourself if you're feeling it if you're hearing those whispers from your soul that are kind of pushing or nudging you in a direction pay attention to that because that's where you're meant to go and always hear when you hear those whispers answer with a yes and try to figure out what you can do in each moment to move you forward to that vision. That's beautiful, Chris. And I, I missed <laughs> talking to you. I missed being. Oh, it's, oh, it's so nourishing just being I here know, and riffing with you. I love and, it. Uh, I, yeah. It, it, <laughs> you know, COVID and all of its various uh, aspects has, has kind of really obviously been affected us and our ability to record this. But, you know, we're back. We're here. We didn't give up on it. And because we really love doing this, we love doing it for ourselves and doing it for you guys who listen. We appreciate you so, so much. Yeah. And this is something that we, uh, you know, we, we, we never let it go. We said, okay, maybe we have to just put it aside for the moment, but we're back and on with it because, uh, I don't know. It just feels really good to do. And it makes me so happy. I know uh, I'm smiling. So, <laughs> you know, yes. so that's it. So I'm again, smiling. I guess at this point, I just want to wish you all a great year ahead. We're going to be here. We're going to keep coming at you with different ideas, different themes. If you have any questions, any comments, please reach out to us. You can find us on our Sovereign Mastery um Facebook group. You can find us on Instagram. I am underscore Christine Michelle underscore, which is K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Um, you can find me there. Lainey, you can tell them how to find you. It's li- it's listed under Elaine Zener. You can find me. And if any of you are interested in finding out where this new moon might fall in your chart, you can just send us quick questions. We Absolutely. could probably take a look at it real Absolutely. quick. Absolutely. And so, yes, moving forward, we are going to be talking a lot more about um, these themes, but also we want to take your questions. We, we really want to hear from you guys as well. So hopefully we'll be, we'll be adding that to the mix as we move forward. Yes, as well as some guest speakers and maybe a little Oracle work. But for the meantime, I'm just thrilled <laughs> to be here with you today, Chris. And I'm wishing all of you a happy, happy, happy new moon. Manifest well. Your dreams can come to fruition with heart, with work, like Chris said, as well as intention. <laughs>